welcome to Creepy Cryptids, where we talk about cryptids in a somewhat lurid way. I'm Jessica Farwood. Creepy Critters. I'm... Creepy Critters. Creepy Critters. What did I say? Oh, fuck. Fuck, I already (laughs) fucked up. I was thinking so hard about that, too. God damn it. I'm sorry. Creepy Critters. No, go for it. (laughs) Yeah, I do like the word critter, too. I feel like being an Australian, I, you know, have a certain kinship with critters. Because we're known for our fucked up wildlife. I think so, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Welcome enough. to the show. Yeah, so sorry, I already, I've been on for like a couple of seconds and I already fucked it up. Uh, but as I said, <laughs> I'm <laughs> Jessica Farwoods. I have my own podcast, Femme Detail, where my co-host and I talk about the weird, the bad and the spooky. Uh, so we do everything from arson to zealots is the way I normally sum it up. Uh, we do do the occasional cryptid or critter, um, but we're kind of all over the fucking map. So we we are slightly more constrained here. How much fucking is on your show? I think is the important question. Oh look, um, the occasional fucking. Like, uh, so I have my co-host and I are like friends, but I like to think there's a little sexual tension there. You know, uh, I mean, all good friendships. Right? Like, just the, the a tinge a of it. Bit there. But then also, mm. occasionally, there are people that we talk about that, you know, um, that will be like, oh, yeah, like, I would fuck this person. They sound. So. What about dead babies? Dead babies? Look, we don't. Oh, well. Okay. So, we did have one episode where we talked about dead babies because we talked about a literal child murder. So, I mean, that's mm. not that fun. Uh, yeah. So. I asked about the fucking first, I absolutely promise. <laughs> you got to ease into the dead babies. It's not something yeah, like yeah, you just true. like, yeah. There's always a sacrificial toddler. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, you know, we're pretty open to every topic because we just, yeah, it, it changes week to week, uh, mood to mood. Yeah. Uh, that's about all my plugging for today. Did you have anything? I'll... Less your cotton socks. <laughs> but do you... Oh, so I'm very excited. Today I'm going to talk about the Yara Maya Who, which is quite a <gasps> mouthful. Oh, you know this oh, one? I'm so excited! Yes! Okay, oh. I'm very excited. So you are familiar, first name basis... So they're also called the Yarama Tha, the Yarama, the Yaramaya Horho, <laughs> which I shouldn't laugh because like culturally insensitive because it's obviously an indigenous word, but ending with Horho, like I have to, like it's just two oh, words I mean, that kind of. Yeah. yeah. So look, I mean, being a cryptid or a critter connoisseur, um, I guess I'm not surprised that you've heard about it, but I did think it was a bit more of a niche one. As as oh, far 100%. as they go, yeah. Um, well, well, F- Fiona has a wonderful book that has a really great opening line about like how like white people just savaged the uh, Aboriginals, yeah, like culture. Yeah, I mean, look. So you being Americans and you know me being Australian, we know all about fucking wrecking cultures. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I feel like I feel like uh, I feel like uh, Australia and like America has like a kind of a kinship. Yeah, there, like you a know? fucked up kinship to have. But so I got most of the info from on the track of unknown animals. 
by Rupert Hart Davis and Myths and Legends of the Australian Aborigines by Smith W.R. So That's the one! That's the one! Oh, that's your Sorry. book? Yeah! That's Aww. the one! Did you not see the, the opening? Yeah. Okay. It's such a good opening. <laughs> <laughs> so the Yaramaya Who uh, is Australian uh, and it's from Aboriginal mythology and collectively Aboriginal mythology is known as the dream time. So that wasn't like a word that they sort of came up with themselves. It was like a white anthropologist, but it has kind of been adopted by the community. So it's kind of like the the MCU of Aboriginal and Torres Strait, uh, Torres Strait Islanders uh, because, you know, like there's so many cultural group I, groups, I guess it's similar to Native Americans in that way. So I couldn't find specifically like what cultural groups that the Yaramaya who talked about, but it, it did seem quite extensive because they kind of said the coast. And we're a giant fucking island, so we have a big coastline. Everyone lives on the coast. Isn't the entire outside of your country a coast? Yeah, exactly. So I, yeah, like as I said, that's that's big. And like main, well, mainland Australia is almost the same size as continental US. Like not quite, but you know, it, it's got a big coastline. Is what I'm saying. Uh so the Yaramai who is a creature that was often talked about to naughty kids. I'm guessing both of you were absolute angels as kids. Oh, 100%. My mother has nothing but lovely things to say about me, honestly. I I figured out that if you get caught in a couple of inconsequential lies, like very obviously, your parents think that you can't lie. (laughs) properly and then you just lie like you normally do and you get away with everything so i was an angel that's amazing and chaotic and i'm here for it but by the way that's the way that's the way you do like if you ever want to lie to one person like that's how you do it i that's i how don't you do think it, like. i'm a very good liar but i guess it depends on what it is because i i do i don't have a great poker face and also if i cared about you in the slightest and you looked at me like is that true i'd be i'd, I'd fucking cave yeah, so it's essentially it's like a warning for kids to sort of keep close to their parents. So kind of like an Australian boogeyman type creature. And I guess you can imagine because, I mean, even now, but certainly so, you know, before we had uh, like hospitals and things like that, you can imagine why the Indigenous Australian wanted the children close to them, given all the things like snakes and spiders and crocodiles and dingoes. A hundred percent. Yeah. So keep close to me or the Yaramai who. What about what about the multiple murderous trees that live in Australia? Murderous trees. Like, those aren't great. <laughs> no, the trees that you can't touch or burn oh, or eat okay, or yeah. smell. So I did, as I said before, we did the podcast. So I have actually been to the US, and one of the places I went to is San Francisco. And apparently in California, for some reason, someone got it in their head that eucalyptus would be a good tree to build things out of. And the dumb thing about that is it's very flammable. So they wanted to build train tracks out of it or something, but it, it's also a really shitty material to do that. So, I don't, yeah, I don't know what happened there, but something got lost. But, yeah, our trees explode. So eucalyptus trees, which are kind of like, 
you know, the mainstay of the Australian trees because they've kind of got, like, the oil in them. If they heat up, yeah, they they just straight up fucking explode. That's fun. I mean, that's a pretty cool tree. It's cooler than most trees. Most trees just stay there. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Do nothing. I mean, no. cool in the sense of, like, that's exciting, but also not cool because you don't want to die. Uh, apart from that, I can't really think of any fucked up trees. Like, who have you been talking to, Jesse, that you know about? No, it's the gummy, the, the gummy, gummy tree. You can't, like, you can't touch. It, there's a lot. I, I have an obsession with, I have an obsession with trees that just want, that shouldn't exist. And, like, they evolved to just say fuck you to anything that exists. That sounds like the entire continent of Australia, so. But, no, but there is a tree. There's, like, two species of trees down there that you literally can't do it. Like, insects can't eat from it. Oh, okay. Like, it's that bad. Like, if you do anything with it, it's, like, apparently if you eat its fruit, it puts, like, fiberglass-type stuff into your bloodstream, and you can, like, bleed to death internally. We did talk about a plant one time on the podcast, and apparently, like, a early settler slash invader uh, wiped, like, their junk with it. And killed themselves because of the burning. Oh, that makes me happy. Yeah. So, like, you know, they presumably pissed or shat and wiped their bits and, yeah, ended up killing themselves. But I don't know, like, how much of that is steeped in truth or if it's just one of those, like... Can I I be honest with you? Because I still don't know where this is from. I I, I couldn't figure out what the hell drop bears were supposed to be. Oh, okay. Forever. They're like snipes. No, no, but it's not a real thing. Yeah, they're like snipes. No, but they don't- Which aren't real. Where is this even- It's real in the sense that, like, culturally, it's a thing. Uh, And the fucked up thing is, like, because it's kind of like a national joke. So presumably, you know, say if you two came to Australia and people are like, oh, watch out for the, the drop bears. And it's kind of an excuse to see how much ridiculous shit you can get a tourist to do. So people will say stuff like, oh, you have to put Vegemite behind your ears. You have to piss on yourself. And that's how they avoid you. This Uh, is very Australian, though. Yeah, we have a a very much a a taking the piss culture, I would say. I think the American equivalent would, what, be like a fuck around or something like that? Yeah, but But what's that even supposed to? It's a koala, right? It's a it's a koala, koala, but it's meant to be like a carnivorous koala. But but they already have chlamydia. Well, look, the chlamydia they have does not infect people. Uh, oh, that's nice. Yeah, so that's good, and I feel bad for them because they are really cute. Like I know there's fucked up things about them, but they can't help it. They're just doing their thing. There there are koalas in the town I live uh, in. Uh, koalas aren't that widespread. Like, they're kind of endangered, but there are some around these parts. No, aren't they a lot like pandas and they're basically just, like, they're just eating the worst thing you could possibly yes. eat and not fucking enough? Yes. So, like, you should stop trying to save them because they obviously don't want to exist anymore? Yeah, so the food they eat is the eucalyptus, so the explodey trees. So that's bad, obviously, again, because those trees blow up. And we've been having bushfires a lot more because, cough, cough, global warming. And no. yeah, and then also, yeah, I mean, they eat poison, they're kind of dopey, uh, and they're not real fast, like on the ground. So if there is a bushfire, it is very hard for them to get away 
Uh, so that's kind of a problem. And then I guess also like generic tree clearing and their habitats and things like that. But they do think the drop there might have been based on like Aboriginal uh, memory of this creature called the thylacolio, which we did an episode on my podcast, Femme Detail, and the thylacolio is essentially a marsupial lion. So imagine a lion cool. crossed with a kangaroo is the basic description they give of it. But apparently they did used to live in trees and drop on people. So, well, or prey, because we're, they're not entirely sure if they coincided with Indigenous people or not, because they it looks like they went extinct about the time Aboriginal people arrived in Australia. So, um, Fair. yeah, which is also kind of a weird sentence because, you know, when you're sort of saying about the uh, Indigenous people, they like they believe they came from Papua New Guinea. Uh, so, but I mean, they have, it's one of the oldest cultures on earth. They have been here so long. Obviously it is their, their country. I don't know if you listen to the dollar, but when, uh, before the pandemic happened, they went, they did always did like, uh, episodes down in Australia. And if you just want to hear tales of just white people, just having the worst fucking time in the world, <laughs> listen to some of those. It's so good. I always feel really conflicted. Cause like, I do enjoy it. But then I'm also like, is this performative because I am so white? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> uh, like I mean, I just, I just, I just enjoy, I just enjoy hearing people get their come up. Oh, I was gonna say it's not, it's not performative if nobody can see me. If nobody can see me enjoying it, then you know, <laughs> I suppose nah, this so. Is, this is just me. Yeah, like <laughs> no, like. Like I just love, I just love hearing about like early Australian expositions by Europeans and them just like not, just never listening to the Aboriginals and then like as soon as They're they step dying. outside the village, it's just like everything fucks them over. Like it's just like I mm, chef kiss. One uh. of the things I find really interesting about Australia too is because the Dutch actually got here first and they were like, "This country is so shit, we don't want it," because where they landed in Western Australia is basically where the desert meets the ocean. So they got here and were like, fuck this, the British can have it. This is shit. So <laughs> we very easily could have all been speaking Dutch. I don't know. Australia is a lovely hellhole where you can just relax and chill when the nuclear bombs go off because you'll be fine. I do like kind of being in the hellmouth of the world. Yeah, it's a nice way to put it. Oh, I was gonna say that both me and both me and Fiona uh, think that we can blame the Dutch for capitalism. Oh, really? Yes, I am. Uh, well, no, I, I I'm not saying that the British didn't iterate on it, and and no, 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 no. Brit no British was the one they handed it off yeah, to, and you added handed, imperialism yeah, to it. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. No, but the Dutch, but the Dutch started the first stock market. As soon as you tied money to something that didn't even exist, that's when capitalism started. Fair enough. I'm not educated enough on the subject to like weigh in on an opinion. <laughs> I mean, neither. We're just two randoms with a podcast, but we're gonna try. Goddammit! <laughs> hey, I know <laughs> just take. enough to make me sound smart. Well, yes, in a way, but that's the <laughs> that's the problem right there, isn't it? Yes. No, no. <laughs> my my partner has Dutch heritage, as in her grandma was an immigrant from World War Two, um, so speaks you know Dutch and everything. But yeah, kind of dies out throughout the yeah. generations, I guess. <laughs> Two thousand years later. 
So the creature itself resembles like a little frog-like man with red hair and skin. And one source I read said they were all male except for a single queen. So, like, they're frogs, but they kind of have like a bee-like social structure, I guess. Or that queen just really likes just just being dicked down. Yeah, living her best fucking life. Good for her. It's like, look, look at this. Look at this infinite polycule I have. I'm I'm the primary. Yeah, exactly. I'm here for it. <laughs> I don't I don't know if I can deal with all of that sort of responsibility, but more power to her. Yeah. So they have very big heads uh, and a large mouth with no teeth. But they do have suckers on the ends of their hands and feet. Oh, no. No, I, I realized. I know I'm remembering this oh, one. Oh, okay. It's all coming back to you? you know yeah, you're is. having that, that So Raven flashback moment. I, I, I do like it when we hit that with Jesse. So they're about four feet tall, which is short, but I guess it's fucking tall for a frog. Uh, when I looked up pictures of them, it kind of reminded me of, do you know... Is it Sackboy from Little Big Planet? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah, but red. Yeah. No. That's what it reminds me of, except not as benign. <laughs> uh, so it can unhinge its jaw, reportedly big enough to swallow an adult human whole, but lone children are reportedly their favorite prey. So there's your dead baby segue. <laughs> it's so good. I just... Like, man, this, this, this podcast would be nothing without child-based murder. Boring and fair and academic, we once again come across an indigenous cryptid who exists purely to uh, teach children a lesson, and that's cool. I think all children should be taught lessons via the medium of monsters trying to murder them. But onwards! <laughs> uh, so it's said to live in fig trees exclusively? which I thought was a weirdly specific detail. Uh, but I guess as we were talking about trees in Australia, apparently it's an important thing. Uh, they're meant to be good climbers, but can only waddle on land, which I think makes them slightly, le- yeah, it makes them slightly less creepy. <laughs> now, makes them adorable, I love yeah, them. Yeah, like a red frog that waddles. So instead of hunting for food, and this is, we're going full circle here back to the drop bears because it's described as waiting for unsuspecting travellers to rest under the tree and then it drops down and uses its little suckers to drain the victim's blood. I think I think it's a very important question that's not yeah. asked here that I, I feel responsible to bring up. How close do you think they are to Dat Boy? Oh, shit, what up? <laughs> Uh, look, they, I feel like they're closely related, you know? Like, uh... I, I feel they're kind of big. Regional variants? Like, I, I just feel like... I just want to go back in time when we had, you know, nice wholesome memes like that boy, where it's just, you know, you just say, oh, shit, what up? Yeah. Oh, shit, what up? Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I love, like, it's just... <sighs> memes move too fast now. We have old, old he coming. <laughs> Yeah, that I mean, is the equivalent around, of Dat Boy but... at the moment. Because I yeah. have a teaching degree and occasionally work as like a, a casual teacher, uh, sometimes I reference old memes and then I feel really old. 
and they don't understand them. And because <laughs> they teach high school, I I keep having housemates who are in their mid twenties and they don't understand what I'm saying, and that's just heartbreaking. I also thought this was pretty cute. So apparently they do a little dance to help them digest the food. I love them so much. I love them. They're precious. Just give them some of your blood and then keep them in your house. Well, unfortunately, Jesse, it doesn't end there, though, with the sucking the blood. So, sorry. So, after it swallows the person, because, yeah, again, they have kind of like a detachable, I guess, like like a snake? Like a python, they can just go and suck a whole person in. They then drink some water and take a nap, which, again, okay, very well, That's fine. But, yeah, you know how it is after a big meal. You want to take a nap. So I guess even though, like I said before, it's kind of like a boogeyman, it's also like a, like a vampire with the blood sucking. So maybe a vampire and a boogeyman got together one faithful night and had a little encounter. Now these are these are cute dat boys who were who were slightly overcome by their goth face. That's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> slightly goth dat boys just roaming the coast. And maybe it's sunburnt because it's Australia. Yes, see? that explains the red. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like the hair, the red hair is because it's you know it's growing it out and it's dyed it because it's trying to do the I the mean- emo fringe. If I didn't, yeah, well, there's the emo fringe, and there's also if I didn't have sunscreen, I would try and grow as much hair as possible. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, that's that's just a good evolutionary add-on. Yeah, I am, like, the worst evolutionary person to be in Australia. Like, white people should not be in this country. I mean, for many reasons. I mean, but- agreed. <laughs> <laughs> but also because of the burning. Well, let's let let's just let's just apply that to most areas <laughs> of that, the world uh, that was yeah. colonized. So when it awakens, it then regurgitates or vomits its victim back up, but it leaves them shorter than before, and the victim's skin can oh, also have a yeah. reddish tint to it that it didn't have prior to being eaten. So, so so Fiona needs this pre. Purse uh, that's cryptid around, so everyone stops lifting them up. <laughs> I mean, I'm not red. Yeah, that would help actually. If but I got a little smaller, and then I was red, and then I'd be like, "It's contagious." No, 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 no. no. You need this. You need this as an attack dog. Oh, that would also work for other people. Yeah, yeah. No, there's... yeah, like you make other people shorter. Well, yeah. Okay, so the one nice upside of 2020 is that nobody's picked me up off of the street in a while because that happens. So. Yeah, I haven't been picked up in a while because, as I said, I'm like a, I'm a I'm a chunky girl. But um, they they do use me as an armrest a lot, which I fucking hate. Like people rest their their elbows on my head or my shoulders. Yeah, and I'm like, please don't do that. Can we can we bribe them with children and then they are our friends? Well, I mean, maybe. So, like, what, you harvest a child regularly. Yeah, and if then- I just take a child. I'm in London. There are lots of them around. <laughs> just, like, give it one and then be like, we're your friends now, right? Mm. Yeah. Have you ever seen Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? Because that's the vibe I'm getting, like the child snatcher of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. F- no, because it gives them back. I will just temporarily, I will say, would you like a sweet? Okay, come with this frog and then I will give you a sweet and you can go off and everybody's happy. 
So if I if so if I if I'm remembering uh, London properly, you have roving gangs of child picklocks and a hundred percent, especially in the East End, especially where I am. We just we just have roving. All you need to do is you need to pull a kelpie. Okay, you need to put something like really sticky in your pocket. Okay, and you just like you know, and then like their hand gets stuck, and then you're just like, and then you run away with it, and then you just like, here's a child. Can you now attack people for me, please? I mean, if I dress it up as a dog, see, the thing, they do give free tours of Parliament. So I'm pretty sure if I made it up like a dog, I could get close enough to a politician and then I could feed it politician. That'd be good, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's, that's probably richer blood than children. I mean, I'll, I'll still give it a kid it would if I have to. It would keep them sustained longer, too, because of the presumably yeah. higher BMI. So, more blood. So, I think, personally, you could feed them cops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could. That is a thing I could like, do. You could set up a cop trap, okay? Like, okay, first okay, off, you no, get, get a, like a little... <laughs> no, I need to explain, because I'm in Britain, right? And our cops are mostly racist and murderous behind closed doors. I have a whole thing about this. But... I was watching one the other day, I said this before we started recording, I watched one the other day poke an electrical fire for half an hour before the fire brigade showed up. That is like, very concerning. Yeah, I don't think I need to do anything else. I, I, I think the, the other day, we have a lot of um, people experiencing homelessness uh, who live on the street outside of where I live. And the cops around here will let you yell, I'm gonna fuck your mum, and kick your car, and then just drive. So I don't, I just, I feel kind of sorry for them out in the open here. Yeah. And I don't, I don't want to screw with that equilibrium, because they appear to be okay. trying to get themselves killed. Which, fine, poke electrical fires, you go, I, ACAP. But oh, also, w- what you doing? Okay. So what you should have done, though, is like let let the cop live their dream and give them a metal pole. <laughs> I, I swear <laughs> to God, I thought that's what he was going to do because he was kicking the electric manhole cover. Sorry, the the metal <laughs> manhole cover that had blown off of this electric. He was kicking the metal back over the electric. I don't. I, I I think the ones around here just don't want to live. And fine go nuts, but also, I don't want to... I worry. I, I, I don't want to okay. go near them, because I'm just like, do you have a disease? Is that why you're trying to... What are you doing? Okay, so here's what I would do. I'm gonna set a cop trap. Okay. okay? I'm gonna set a platform Does, does it involve an electrical fire? No. Okay. No. But it will have it will have it will have the little it will have uh, the 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 little uh, tree vamper boy, which I think I have them labeled that. In because my that's list, my other my problem is list. I don't want the tree boy to get hurt, and the ones around here I feel like tree boy would get hurt. Oh yeah. Well, okay. Well, well, I'd I'd call in a uh, like a uh, something that a cop would have to come to. Okay. The first thing that comes to is like donuts. That, that means three very different things to each person on this podcast. <laughs> Yes. Uh, I would say, hey, there's a brown person acting vaguely threatening around me. I was also going then- to suggest that one, too. Uh. I once, I once, and, and again, this is in this neighborhood, I once was home alone, and a large man came up to my window with a weapon in one hand and looked in 
saw that I was alone and then didn't leave until I picked up the phone. I London cops don't give a fuck. I don't know what I'd have to say. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I could just say, "Hey, there's a brown, there's a brown person yeah. va- being vaguely threatening." They, yeah. Let's let's. Yeah. Uh, or I could say, "Hey, there's a person. Hey, there's a person with autism over here, and they're not acting normal." Literally, can the you come and shoot thing, them? Literally, the only thing I can think to say to a police officer in this part of London to make them show up is, "I have an electrical fire. Would you like to poke it?" <laughs> <laughs> I imagine it'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah my buddy gotta... did that the other day. It's amazing how the institution can be both overreactive and also completely not reactive to things, like when you actually need them. I mean, we're we're the neighborhood they don't want to police because we're all poor. Oh, that's weird because it's the opposite here. It's the 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 too poor area has too much policing. Yeah, no. See, if any if if anybody who lives in our neighborhood went to like. Went to like Mayfair or something. That's it. They'd be all over. We could just be walking down the road. They don't give a shit. Um. Well, but but I feel like you could set a little platform above the door, okay? And then what would happen is it would go, blah, swallow it, and you know just do whatever. And then it will come out like smaller. And then we send the cop back, be like, wow, that was so weird. And then and then they get made fun of, and then they I don't know. You dealt with that electrical fire so well that you shrunk. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like you could set up many traps with this as your friend, and you just have to give it a child every once in a while. Yeah. No, like, no, good uh, deal. Yeah, yeah. Good yeah. deal. Well, I'm, I'm now slightly interested in setting up cop traps around East London trying to figure out what they'll come for. <laughs> Yeah, so it regurgitates the victim, but, like, it repeats this process several times. So the second time you are swallowed and regurgitated, you become shorter and completely hairless. I don't think I'd mind that, the becoming completely hairless. I feel like that's just saving a lot of people a lot of money. Yeah. Do you think, like, you know, a certain type of fetishists, like, just, like, hang out around free uh, like fig trees and just like oh it'd really suck if someone just unhinged their large jaws and swallowed me right now yeah no I feel oh that I God. feel that in my soul no if you put that on if you put that on fat life that would just see the only reason that it's not on fat life already is because the Yaramaya who is too obscure so we just gotta put them out there let them meet people I feel, I feel like they would be a beneficial like beneficial symbiotic relationship yeah yeah so by the third time you grow shorter still but then thick hair grows back on your body so if you're not into hair you've got to stop at the second time because otherwise you get more hair than you started with so this is all still very much saving a lot of people a lot of money yeah now like a lot of gender dysphoria could be could be dealt with here Eventually, if you keep doing this, you become a Yaramaya Who yourself. So, I mean, that's one way to reproduce, I guess. I personally feel like if you're going to have Spawn, I would like to do it the other way. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it depends. I mean, I mean, fucking's nice and everything, but some people like being swallowed more, you know? Yeah, it's yeah. true, they do. They teach their own. Yeah. Also, some maybe someone wants to do the swallowing and they can't do it until they become a Yamai Who. That's true. 
Yeah, like, um... There's, there's something for everything. <laughs> Very inclusive. Now, the human throughout this vomiting process is almost always alive, uh, but people tend to sort of play dead because there is apparently just no way you can fight back the Yaramayahu because they are stronger than even, like, the strongest human. There's also this very specific process that they do. So the Yaramayahu takes five paces, then returns and pokes the victim's sides with a stick. So it then walks away ten paces before returning to tickle the human under the arm or neck. And then a 50-yard stroll is then followed by more tickling and the Yaramayahu goes behind a bush and sleeps. So that's the nap we were referring to earlier. So it does all this, like, pacing, sleeps, wakes up, eats again, does the pacing, and sleeps. Does this happen every time they swallow a person? Yeah, yeah, apparently so, unless the person gets away. So, and apparently the only way you can get away is by playing dead, because they don't like to eat already dead. Okay, is this as camp in your head as it is in mine, Jesse? I didn't watch it, but when I Googled it, because I was trying to find, like, sightings and, like, you know, cool stories, I did find that there is a short film on one. So I might try and find the short film later and maybe it will give us more insight into the the ritual. Jesse and I both have legs that don't work. Yeah. Which means that I come equipped with many canes. And what I what this is seems to me is that somebody just like And you can't see that at home, but that is me being like that frog in the old Disney cartoon wearing the tux. <laughs> doing da 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 with the stick. And that is what I am envisioning now. Yeah. We have too many frogs in pop culture doing cool things for me to not ascribe other attributes to it. Well also frogs are just cool in general. I do love Yeah. I feel I feel like if you're I feel like if you're a queer person you have to like frogs. <laughs> I think that is probably a rule. I do I do know one bisexual person who has a frog phobia. That's weird. I think so this is one of my friends from high school and they had like two bathrooms, but the it was an older house and there was like a laundry chute to like an outside laundry uh bathroom and they got frogs in the toilet so i think it stemmed from this deep-seated fear of peeing or whatever and having a frog jump in your bum you don't have to hold it against them I feel like i feel like i would just develop a very specific like like right now yeah, one thing the dexter likes ass. that's i mean i don't i don't want either but i do have a specific fear Again, that when i'm fetish, going to the bathroom in the night uh, Dexter likes to do a thing where he very silently uh, attacks me um, because I'm waking him up. So you know, obviously. I mean, that's your fault. Get back you, at me. You're just being an asshole, really. Oh, I know. Yeah, it's just me being an asshole. Yep. Um, but like, I have a fear of that, so I have to. I have to. If I don't whip around and say stop, he'll he'll you know try to get me. Actually, so I have a fear, very specific fear of randomly having a tiny animal go after my bad leg. That's that's entirely <laughs> fair. Uh, uh, 
you know. So another aside on this though, because I sometimes scream in my sleep. And Yay! the dog sleeps at a bed, like at the end of my bed. And so the other day I woke up and screamed at the dog. And she was just like, what the fuck? And she just kind of looked around the room for something. So it's good to know she's got my back if there ever was, like, a home intruder or something. I guess. That's a plus. <laughs> I don't know. I feel bad now because I picked up my cane and I haven't used it in ages. And I don't. Have you ever had to use a walking aid? Uh, I broke my foot once uh, and I used crutches. You uh, get very attached to them. <laughs> the Yaramaya who isn't able to get through this whole process, the spirit of the fig tree mumbles in their ears, which turns them into glowing tree mushrooms. So, also origin story for tree mushrooms, in case you wanted one. Okay, okay, quick question. The Yaramaya who, or the human? The Yaramaya who turns into mushrooms. Oh, oh, so so they have a, okay, once so they've started, they have to yeah, do Yeah, once this. they've started the ritual, so, once they've started the ritual, if they don't finish it, the fig tree spirit uh, will fuck them up by turning them into a mushroom. So really, you're just being rude if you don't let them finish. (laughs) I mean, I guess in a way, but at the same time, you could also argue, even when it's just the whole eating thing, like, they gotta eat, I guess. Uh, Yeah. yeah. But because, yeah, they only hunt during the day, and because they don't eat dead prey, so if you want to survive, uh, they are kind of easy to outrun. So you can't fight them, but you probably could outrun them because of the aforementioned what. Now, I if- feel kind of guilty now <laughs> if they're gonna, yeah. you know, become a mushroom. Like I waddle sometimes. Uh, and if also, if they don't capture their prey and everything, uh, other Yara Mayahus in retaliation for their lost brother becoming a uh, mushroom, essentially. The other Yara Mayahu can be spiteful and drink up all the water in nearby water sources, uh, which means okay. people will seek to drink liquid from the tree sap, which means they will be more likely to be exposed to a further Yara Mayahu attack. Because uh, as, a, as a human and... Uh- we're, we're pretty sure? good at like just extincting people. Mm, maybe I don't know, uh, but but we tend to be pretty good at extincting things. Yeah. I feel like what you would do is you would you would make it you would make it to where a lot of the Yamai who's are just turned into mushrooms. Yeah, and then you can eventually extinct them if you're just smart enough about it. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't have the bravery to take them on, but I guess if you wanted to kill them, you fucking could. I mean, I mean, humans humans are real tenacious when they want to kill something. Maybe this is what I mean, yeah. did happen to the Yaramaya who... I feel like we, we are apex predators not just because nobody can get near us with all the asphalt. Like, the other things also contributed to that status. Like, like we were able to take down, like, mammoths and stuff. And yeah. like, they're big. I mean, I couldn't personally. No, take down Dat Boy. <laughs> Murderous Dat Boy can go down. Well, I mean, not everyone was hunters, but I mean, you could pr- you could train someone to be a hunter with enough time. Yeah. 
So the last sort of point I have here was just sort of the speculation on where the myths and legends may have come from. So obviously there's various breeds of frogs. Uh, Some of them are quite prolific, so it could explain why they were in multiple Aboriginal cultures. But at the same time, this is very fucking specific. So, and, and a lot bigger than a frog, even for Australia. Uh, the other thing. Yeah, but don't. Sorry. Don't they keep finding that Dreamtime animals 100% existed, even when it seems very improbable that they. Well, yeah, it's like what I was talking about with the drop bear before. Like, people are pretty sure it's probably existing memory of these thylacolios because it's exactly how they killed their prey. And it's possibly the same thing with these guys because Australia doesn't actually have a lot of uh, mammalian sort of predators or things like that. Like we have lots of sneaky poisonous boys. Uh, So we did have a lot more mammals a long time ago. So I don't think that this creature was probably actually a frog. But when you hear that they're red and they're furry and, like, have a big mouth, you can kind of think, oh, is it some kind of primate? So people have speculated that maybe it's a primate from sort of, like, Southeast Asia because, again, we are so close to Asia. So at some point when they separated or something, is it a memory of some kind of primate or, you know, just something someone's remembered and passed down? Oh, okay. like I remember with uh, because the only Australian uh creature I cryptid I ta- uh, talked about was the bunyip, yeah, and and uh, uh, there's there's a lot of evidence that the whatever the bunyip like was, it's like a long passed down memory of fossils that mm. the Aboriginal found of like some of the megafauna exactly. They used to uh, used to be there. Yeah, because we used to have a, a shit ton of megafauna and like fairly unique ones too, uh, because of the whole marsupial central central thing. Not too many marsupials out there. Well, I mean, I mean, we do have. I mean, America does have. I would say the most adorable one, which is possum. I fucking love possums. I love them too. Yeah. Are they possums or opossums? This is very Both. important. So. I actually had a status on Facebook the other week because my whole life I thought possums were like, you know, the Australian ones or like the Papua New Guinean one. And in America, they were called opossums. And someone's like, oh, no, it's like based on a like a native, um, you know, pronunciation word. So it is actually pronounced possum and we got the word from them. And I was like, oh, holy fuck. I've been saying opossum my whole life in reference to the North American ones when apparently it is just possum. But I guess people do still say opossum because that's how I differentiated them because they are kind of very different creatures. All I know is the crazy lady on YouTube with her opossums because she calls them Pearl. Pearl, I love Pearl. Pearl is a national treasure. My, Have you seen Pearl? I have not seen Pearl, but I do (gasps) love a good... Good North American possum. The Australian ones are cute too. I don't know if you've heard like this kind of a meme about that's the one animal that we accidentally swapped. Like you guys got Australia's possum and they, because ours are like all cute and cuddly. I mean, that would make sense. Yeah. I mean, not that yours aren't cute and cuddly. They're just misunderstood. 
No, I love her so much. She's so, she's, uh, like, she's the grandma I want to grow up to be. Everything we aspire to be in. But yeah, I love possums so They're much. They're so good. And if I, if I could, if I could have a possum sanctuary, I would. I'll send you to a video later of me feeding an Australian possum. I house-sitted okay. for these people. And they had, like, I mean, obviously a wild possum, but it lived in their shed. And so as part of my house-sitting duties, I was to feed the possum. And uh, it was pregnant at the time, and it actually ended up biting my girlfriend, and we had to go to the ER so she could get a tetanus shot. Oh, okay, that's my, less fun. Worth it. Growing, growing up, gro- growing up, I had a uh, my library the in the my elementary school library. The librarian, uh, he had a uh, uh, he had a, like an abandoned possum that he called Pogo. and it and it like bonded with him like so hard, like it would like it would just stay on his like. With shoulders all the time, and he would feed it Cheerios and grapes. He called it Pogo. He called it Pogo. That's yeah, that's not okay. What year is this? Or am I just that deep into it? I feel like I'm missing some context here because I don't. I know think what I'm that... missing context. Yeah, for I that. don't know. Okay, um, so do you, do you both know who John Wayne Gacy is? Yes. Oh, yes. Pogo the okay, clown. So... Okay, gotcha. Pogo the clown. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so oh, it was too close he, to that. He, he called it Pogo because he found it underneath a Pogo stick. Okay, that makes me happy. <laughs> so, yeah, my, yeah, my first thought was Pogo stick. Uh, see, this yeah. is just where my head is. My first thought is John Wayne Gacy. I've been ruined. Help! <laughs> see, I normally don't think I don't normally don't think of serial killers when when I'm talking about Pogo sticks. So, uh, but yeah, that pretty much the name Pogo is. A- Sorry. I, I was thinking it was going to be a racial slur or something, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> no, that's well, for the oh, Lovecraft oh, podcast. Oh, no, no, no. I found no. I found out that peon is actually a racial slur against uh, Latin people. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was on the yeah. Lovecraft one. Yeah. I, I'd never heard that word. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you've never? Apparently. Oh, yeah, no. So, well, being- Yeah, no, it's old timing. Being in Australia, our- <laughs> Our things are directed to different groups of people. Yeah, this is every everywhere is racist. They just have a different flavor. Of yeah, it. yeah, exactly. But that pretty much concludes my Yaramaya Who facts. So I think it comes to the time. What I'm thinking, an Australian orphanage. I'm not sure quite what it would look like, but for the context of this, you're you know you're in town. You're going to the Australian orphanage and discover it's a monster orphanage and there's lots of you know cre- creepy and cute critters including the Aramaya who you gaze into its eyes do you want to adopt it my diagnosis is that no one has been treating you well Love's the only not only not only am i not only am i queer i'm also an mb and I always, like, first off, that already puts me, like, really high up on the frog-legging scale. <laughs> also, I, like, also, also, I, as been said multiple times on this episode, I am not afraid to use a child for, for my own means. So this would also be just a good child to trade to help, you know, my cause, which is mostly bone cult related. Yeah. We do need small bones. We do need small, and frogs can provide us with that. 
But does it necessarily leave you with the bones because it's it regurgitating them and then making them Yaramaya Hu? Well, yeah, but, yeah, when but the they eventually die. Go, oh, yeah. okay. So you yeah. want the the frog skeleton? Yeah, yeah. They, they can be our frog children, and then at the end, they yeah. can be added to the bone pile. Yeah, yeah. We have bone piles, and some of them turn into giant skeletons. That some of them turn into tiny skeletons, and some of them turn into skeleton cats <laughs> and frogs. You know, we we got a whole all taker. Yeah, we take all. Yeah, no, I I wanna can can I lead them around on a leash or is that bad technically their chi- my child? I people do that to their human child too. No, people people lead around children with leashes. I don't think it's actually that bad. I think it's responsible. I lead yeah, my I, cat I think- child around with a leash all the time, so that's why I ask. Yeah. It's almost the same type of harness you put on a child. Exactly. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I definitely okay, have my so dog you- child on a leash, so yeah, so yeah. yeah so, so, but like, okay, but here's here's one thing though. So okay, so it's a, like you know, it's a child. So so I'd say like what, like a foot something. They're they're four feet is what was specified. They're four foot. Yeah. So if a child, so a child version of it. I'm, I'm sticking it in a way. So a seven year old. Just non-negotiable. Yeah, if it's a seven-year-old version of this, I think it'd be, like, like a foot tall or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I'm trying to work out, because I don't really know how long they live for, so. Uh, yeah, let's say they're a foot tall. Waistcoat. Because, because, okay, first off, yes, you have to you have to dress it up well. That's, you know. Oh, I've it, never and, wanted to and, put and, a bonnet uh, on something in my life, but because it's got the frog head, I feel like it's just the right roundness oh, to have a little bonnet. Oh my god, it would be. Yeah. See, okay, that would, here's another yeah, thing. A hundred percent. Here's another thing. You know what else is about a foot long and probably weighs, I don't know, like eight to seven pounds? My cat. A cat. <laughs> yeah. A cat. So you could probably put it on your shoulder oh. and, and, uh. And it'd have its, like, little big old hands. Wait, because we've and all can, and done was, the, the dad boy comparisons, too. We need to get a little unicycle. Oh, my God, yes. Dad boy. Okay. I, yep, see, oh, we shit, gotta, what up? We gotta go and... Although, although, I wouldn't curse around it when it was little. I'd say, oh, heck, what's up? <laughs> but uh, but also, I do want to know, is they do they automatically have to suck the blood out of stuff with its sucker fingers? Hmm. Or is it just a thing that they do? I I think it's just a like an eating thing. A, if I gave it an orange, would it eat the orange with its sucker fingers? That's also yeah, a good see? Maybe a blood orange. Ah. Also, but is it is a swallowing and the swallowing and the regurgitation thing, is that more of a breeding thing? I think like that's a- more part of the breeding process. Yeah. Cause they definitely eat the blood through their, their fingies and then they swallow them whole, so it's not like they're mincing them up for nutritional, you know, easier absorption. So would they be so okay, so we would be able to feed them would we be able to feed them animal blood? So like if I could go to the butcher, would I be able to get pig's blood and would they be able to eat that? <sighs> slurpy slurp with the fingers. Maybe it's like being a vegetarian. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Surely it would have Wait, we similar uh, properties. So I feel like you might be able to do that. See, like, I mean, I wouldn't mind giving up some of my blood for it, but, like, I feel like I wouldn't be able to maintain feeding it after a certain point. Yeah, yeah. 
You've only got so much blood to give. Yeah. So, I mean, we could we can work something out. I mean, I feel like I can work something out. I, we I are s- assuming that if you're adopting it, you are able to take care of it in its best yeah, possible Yeah, you're form. a responsible parent. I was going to say pet owner, but I no, mean, adoption. We have to make policeman traps to just constantly feed it, then that's the life we live now. You, you know, I might do that even if I do have enough blood for yeah, it. Yeah, see? We're just you know, it's just a social good. Fun games you can play with your new son or daughter. <laughs> yeah, well, son. apparently, well, I guess it's a son, and, well, okay, but here's the thing, though, okay? Unless you get a daughter, like a- and then you have a queen to look after, and then you gotta be like, um, oh. I see. I never want to be that. T- I never want to be that type of parent. But I don't. I don't need that many suitors around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a lot to deal with. Yeah, we're not controlling our child's sexuality, but like that's a bit much. Like, like I'm just saying. Like, it would be too much for me to handle. Yeah, you know. And I think that's responsible to recognize. I can't deal with the cats coming along. To like, if my cat was in heat, I don't think I could deal with the five cats or whoever who would come and yell for her you know so no yeah i think if i got a female one but i think the chance would be very low yes given the ratio of i think you're most likely ending up with uh, a boy but i feel like we're all agreed we dress our child up oh yeah paraded about oh yeah um, it would have it would have the fanciest harness something really frilly (laughs) yes i just uh, i really like the idea of a bonnet See, I just want it on my shoulder. I want it to, like, hang out on my shoulder, like, just sit down, and then it's just, like, no, just running around with me. And, and, uh, and maybe, maybe whenever I set up, set up my multiple cop traps, um, you know, it, when I feed it for the day, obviously. Oh, we need to plan fig uh, trees. That's the other thing, too. Well, here's the thing. Do they need fig trees, or is that just the most convenient where they live? Possibly. I'd buy a fig tree. They could chill out. Well, I because like I feel like you could just buy a cat tree. If they're not in, the- oh, that's yeah. also very cute. I feel like also if they're not in the fig trees, that means the fig spirit can't turn them into mushrooms if they don't get their victim. So that's also very helpful because you don't want your, your yeah, that, new child. That is a risk for bringing the trees into the equation. Yeah. Really, if you think about this, uh, this is just a metaphor for uh, uh, the petite bourgeoisie, where they're taking mass orders it. from their masters. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> Stop it. I can always take it to anti-capitalism. We have, we have a nice guest on to talk about horny monsters. Stop it. Uh, but, but yeah, so we like, let's just kick out the tree spirits and give it like a cat tree. What yeah, if we could have a cat spirit? Well, that'd be cute. What if we could get it a cat tree with a cat spirit in it? And it's just like, hey, give me pets every once in a while, you know? I'm here for that. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I'd be down for cat ghosts. I feel like I feel like I all cats have unfinished business. I would willingly bring cat ghosts into my house more than I would bring fig tree ghosts into my house. <laughs> yeah, like I feel like I feel like cats always die with unfinished business. True. Also that. Yeah. So like they, we should have a lot more cat ghosts. I'm just tired of Victorian ghosts. Like, give me caveman ghosts and give me like animal ghosts. We don't really get Victorian ghosts here because we're too. I mean, to be fair, most of the... It, well, no, that's not true. That Yeah, but it comes from London, and, you know, they only started murdering people wholesale in factories here in the Victorian era, so there's a lot of built-up ghosts. But but the thing is, there's a lot of people dead before. What about all the cave people? 
I need cavemen ghosts. I don't think we had them here. We did have Romans. We had lots of Romans. I could try and find one of those for you. We didn't really have I'm cave telling you, there was either. at least one caveman whose unfinished business was it needed to discover nuclear fission, and it couldn't. Thank you for that mental image. Like, there's one, like, I just- I don't feel like I can like, sign off on this. Like, I just feel like there should be a lot other type of- Like, where's my cowboy ghosts? <laughs> yes, now that is a very important question. Like, I need other but ghosts. As somebody in Kentucky, you can answer that. I don't- Again, I'm I'm in London, so we we have Victorian prostitutes, Romans, and I don't know. You had some of the Gauls there, didn't you? We didn't, didn't some Gauls? We didn't have Gauls. Oh, I th- I thought some of the Gauls. No, was that that was only the Anglo's and the Saxons went yeah. over there. We right? have lots of Frenchmen. Also, that I feel really sad because I feel like it's just all the indigenous people that were massacred here. I, really, you should listen to the dollop because there's a lot of gay prisoners as well, who were just yeah. having the best time. So- no, I would no for a, like the Australian episodes of the dollop are like my favorite. It's either heartwarming like stuff that could be found in the penal colonies, or just white people doing not listening to or, the Aborigines when they're doing expeditions. Or Macquarie Island. Oh, so just quickly oh. to sorry, Jesse. Um, the word Aborigine isn't really, uh, in vogue. Oh, yeah, like, I, I don't know how to, like, say it. Like, you no. kind of say, like, Aboriginal person or something like that. Cause, like, oh, okay. I don't know, it's, it makes, I don't know, it removes it from the person. I'm not sure what the exact thing is, but. I, I assume it's a bit like the difference between saying the Jews and Jewish people. Yeah, like, it, it it's kind of not. It kind of started dying out in the 70s. Uh, it's not really used that much. But I, I get it because even that book I quoted before, it was written in 2003 and it said Aborigine, but it's, it's preferred not to. But, but yeah, it's, I would listen to the dollop, though. It's, it's pretty I'll good. I'll take that. I'm, I'm sad because I said Macquarie Island and your face didn't light up in any appreciative <sighs> manner. I did, I, no, it's been, it's, no, it's been you, a time. No, you, I understand. Our lovely guest. I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, oh it's a penguin oh. holocaust. The penguin holocaust episode. Oh In God. Australia? It makes me laugh oh. so much. It shouldn't, it but makes it me does. Sad. Every, oh, I laugh my ass off and I feel bad because I, I showed it to my friend who I thought would also find it funny. But unfortunately, p- penguin holocausts don't make other people laugh even when it's very so funnily In presented, Australia, so. are we talking? Yeah, Macquarie yeah. Island is an island off of Australia. Never heard of it. I'm terrible. It's but, yeah, where myxomatosis listen- comes from, which we have a oh. lot of in this country. So We purposely introduced that to try and get rid of the feral rabbits. No, I know. Didn't work. I know, because I listened to the uh, dollop about Macquarie <laughs> Island. <laughs> yes. Yes, 100%. I r- and, and I also really don't want to fuck it. I just... I don't... Uh, no. I, I don't like that... It's both furry, but also frog skin, presumably. So we've all gone team adoption, but now we need to move on to the toddler fight. (laughs) 
We have an American football field, and on one side we have Dat Boy, but with blood. And on the other side we have a portal that spawns infinite toddlers. Now, what can you tell us about toddlers, Jesse? They, they, well, if they're exactly two years old, they tend to weigh between 25 and 30 pounds. They can, uh, they can climb upstairs with one foot at a time. They can jump up and down on, uh, with both feet. And these are special toddlers with a divine spark in them that have also have a bloodlust. And they're really big, mad, and big, sad. Big, mad, big, sad. Really, really focus on our cryptid of the week. So the question yep. is, how many toddlers have to die before the cryptid goes down? I think he, the infinite portal's just going to keep spawning. I don't. No, no, it will. No, 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 it will, no, the cryptid will die. Eventually, it's going down. No, no, it has to. I guess. I I mean, if there's infinite toddlers. I guess you have to rely on the fact that toddlers do sleep. And if they look like they're dead, they don't eat them, which means they'll get turned into the mushroom. And I don't know if you see a toddler sleep. You do have to check if they're breathing sometimes. <laughs> so how many? But but our, our boy is only four feet tall, right? Yeah. But it's so not it's that very much strong. bigger than a toddler. But it's very strong. But okay. But I, I would like to I would like to ask a couple questions though, because we do know. Okay, so we know it's four foot tall. It's very strong. We know that part. It seems to only really do the swallowing thing for reproduction. How much blood can it, like does it does it does oh, the, how much right. blood does can it get drink? sated at some point? Oh, yeah, it's not like, does it take full? that long? Oh wait, okay. Like, does it Let's get do full? some quick math. How many liters of blood does okay. a toddler okay, contain? Please. Yes, I love this question. Okay. We have to ask so, it so many oh, times. Really? So do you know yeah, off the we, top of we your head? Really have this a lot. So they have about 0.7 gallons. Okay, I have no idea how much a gallon is. So that's about 2.6 liters. Thank you. (laughs) So Um, so 2.6 liters, so. Not a lot. Okay. Not a lot. Now, how much could a four-foot person eat without getting sick, do you think? Drink. It's not not going to do it. It's not. And, and it well, doesn't see, the th- seem to have any weapons of any sort. There, there's the sucky boys, and there's the fact that it can take an entire human into it, but once it's swallowed the toddler, in that bit between I've swallowed the toddler and I'm regurgitating the toddler as a slightly smaller toddler, other toddlers will be attacking it. I, like, I, think, I think it doesn't really have that much many options, really, no. against them, because like, how long does it take to suck out two point okay. five so liters of blood? For an adult, generally, apparently, if more than a liter an hour of water can kill you if you continually do that. So, right. considering, I guess, how quickly it's going to get through these, it might get like a electrolyte imbalance and die. Hmm. And that's not counting the ones hitting it. Yeah, because... Frogs are squishy. Yeah. So it would have to pace itself because, out a little bit. 
Yeah, and you can't do you can't do that with toddlers with uh, that will just running towards you and eat you. Yeah, and it can only take one, really. Yeah, because I imagine it won't. Uh, because I imagine like it would have even let be able to absorb even less. Because like if it's doing that to grown people, yeah. Like it probably it probably the reason why it has to drop down is it has to surprise mm. them. Probably because it's going to be kind of hard for it to hold on to. And I guess no hybrid. If we're really generous, maybe you can fit. Two hot, uh, two toddlers per like uh, limb. So maybe you could have two toddlers on each hand, and then some on your feet as well. Uh, and then you're also swallowing one, but that still means you can only take, you know, that many at a time. And, and like, and if it if it does a sw- if it swallows a toddler and it has it has to regurgitate it, it doesn't eat it. Yes. So and it has to do its dance like, too. It has to waste know, time doing its fun. ceremony. Because it has to do the pacing thing and it has to dance. Well, and it doesn't have its stick. Do we give it its stick? No, no, it doesn't have anything. No, no weapons. Does it have its fig tree? Just its. So nope. it doesn't nope. even. Just, it can't just... even drop on one of. Them. Nope. Nope. It's just. It's just standing there. It gets teleported in by a cruel god that looks a lot like. Wow. Me. So when we and, started uh, this, I was so thinking like, oh, it would get through infant of them, but now that we're considering the uh, finer points. Really, mainly, maybe only one. No, it might. Like, I don't. Well, I think there's going to be at least one sacrificial one. Yeah, I think there's going to be one sacrificial toddler, but I I think maybe two. Oh, I guess two. Because it could swallow multiple at the same time. So if you have enough toddlers that they equal, like, a a human, uh, like a a human, sorry, an adult human, uh, so it could probably swallow multiple at the same time. Uh, So about three. I, I think we. We calculated the average weight, and it'd be okay. about not average weight, but average height, and yeah. everything. It's about thirty. Okay. So, wow. so, so let's say let's say it does swallow three yeah. of them. Maybe it sucks that one. I'm gonna say it's gonna be less than ten. Yeah, I think because less than those 10. little toddler teeth and those little toddler teeth and nails. Yeah, they can make you bleed. I, I think it's it's the teeth that really get you. You don't think about it. Human bite is actually quite bad. Yeah. Yeah, so let's say, yeah, like, what, four maximum, really? Might be able to yeah, blood usually, suck one. Usually I'm team monster, but, but this week I, no. I really think the toddlers are going to take it. Wow. Well, also, also, toddlers are little monsters that their brain doesn't know when to stop them yet, so. Well, and you've specified that these ones have, you know, a bloodlust rage. Yep. I mean, some of them are going to trip and fall or sleep. But you know, we're talking about just the ones that reach the monster. Yeah, we the one of the points of the infinite spawn is that, you know, maybe they'll see something shiny and one of them will go for a wander off and blah blah blah. And that one at the end of the fight just gets teleported back to the hell dimension and ready to go to the next monster. Families are for closers. No, the, all the ones that are left that are alive but did not get the kill shot gets teleported back. Oh, okay. Yeah. The ones that are the ones that wins, the one that gets a kill shot, gets to be an actual human. Mm. That that's the world that's been created. But yeah, I I really I think I I think two or three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like this this thing is small enough that a toddler could easily like if a toddler was to climb on it, it would easily be able to get out of its reach. It'd be able to get within its reach, I should say. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have the uh, it doesn't have the option for surprise. Uh, and it could probably only handle one, maybe two at a time at most. Oh, and I that's don't think it, it could handle. 
I just think I just also it's waddling too. So if it's trying to get away, like these toddlers, that's like, true. No, they teleport. They basically teleport. That's like, terrifying. It seems like. So like you know, yeah. I think the I think the I think these toddlers are gonna just get it get it real quick. So much I never considered yeah. that I have learned today. The podcast is about learning, sharing. There's a reason why humans exist. It's like stayed alive for so long. Like we we are little scrappy little monkeys. Yeah. It is it is quite fun when you do it and you start looking at your search history about toddler blood and then you think, well, actually, oh, it's yeah. in my history now. So humans humans are surprisingly vicious, even the small ones. Yeah. So. There's a reason why there's little feral children that survive to adulthood. Yeah. I'm on a watch list somewhere, I'm sure. Oh, no. Oh, I've, welcome mm, to the podcast. Yeah. I think it's pretty good. I think this is a pretty good boy. I, yeah, I, when I was sort of reading about it, I went in the attitude of like, oh, this is terrible. I don't think you'll want to adopt or fuck it. But I've come around and you've endeared me to the Yaramaya who, you know, I, I'm, I'm feeling something now. That's why I'm always able to get at least an hour long episode because I will make people think about these monsters. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on our podcast and putting up with all of our uh, weird tangents I that we go use on the every week. Putting up with it's it's been great. Indulging us, maybe. <laughs> but I, I we do really appreciate your time. So, do you have anything to plug? Yes, so uh, my aforementioned podcast, Femme Detail Podcast, episode three is about Australian cryptids. If Obviously, I feel like if you're listening to this, you're like vaguely interested in cryptids, so that's maybe something that you might want to check out. Yeah, just loosely. And the only other thing I was going to say, so like there's a really old school word for goodbye in Australia, which is hooroo. So I wanted to teach you that one, hooroo. Yeah. Hooroo. So, I like it. That, that's I think cute. everyone knows G'day. Uh, and then, yeah, hooroo. See, one thing, one thing that I find very fascinating is, uh, is um, I think, like, Americans in general, like, we, like, we hear, uh, like, a, like, different accents, and, like, we tend to think those people are smarter sometimes, like an Australian or a British accent. When I was talking about before, I have a thing. I have like an Australian. Uh, we've got a thing called tall poppy syndrome, and we don't like achievers, and it's kind of like a self, uh, you know, deprecating That's thing. That's a nice way of putting yeah, it. Yeah, um, but it's a it's a whole cultural thing. So when I listen to my own accent, I'm like, "You twangy fucking valley girl bitch," uh, <laughs> with that also somehow Steve Irwin. So when you say it's a nice accent and it sounds smart, it I'm like, well, thank you. Well, well, the thing, the 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 thing is, is like you know, uh, we will think that people sound smarter because they have an accent most of the time, um, and I think that's a weird, whatever. I guess what it might but, be um, is because people that can travel might be more educated, so maybe there's like a weird correlation with probably. that. It is yeah. quarter past ten. But, of but an I evening. needed to make this one point. I want to yes, make one point. You should make your point. And then I'm done. Okay. But the but the point that I wanna uh, the point that I wanna make is that I love how like 
like as smart as people could think other like Americans think like British and like Australian accents can make you sound smarter. You have like what we would associate some of the most childlike ways of speaking. Yeah. Like the upward inflection. Like calling a diaper Australian a nappy slang. or something. Or putting like an O or 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 an I at the end of people's names just because. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like but yeah, but okay, but yeah, um, I have another podcast called Alphabet Flight where I talk about Marvel characters thrice weekly with a guest, and we, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Sometimes I'm bored, sometimes I'm not. Most of the time, I'm okay. Do uh, either of you but- have a Patreon? So uh, we we have. Well, Jesse has a Patreon at creepy Patreon dot com forward slash creepy critters. Yes, not uh, creepy cryptic. Be a pay and- pig. <laughs> Live, live your dream. Be yeah. a pay pig. Yeah, pay us, you pay pig. <laughs> we got it. Uh, that 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 will make yeah. more sense at the time. Um, okay, and then uh, uh, you can find me at yesthatfiona.com for I am that Fiona. Um, if you want to read about QAnon nonsense or. Whatever other right-wing lunacy I've chosen to discuss today, that is where you can go find it. It'll be fun. I think that's it. I think we're done. Give you another Australian yep. word. Bonza. Bonza. Oh. Bonza. Hoorah. Bonza. It's hoorah, right? <laughs> hoorah. Okay, where do, where do you say fair... When do you say... How, when do you say fair dinkum? Fair dinkum? If something's really true. So, okay, so uh, if you said something and I'm like, oh yeah, true facts, Jesse, it'd be like, fair dinkum, Jesse, yeah. Oh, uh, so it'd be like uh, Trudeau? Oh, well, th- that true. Trudeau, Trudeau no. like Jesse, the- I-, I, need, <laughs> I need you to say it as well. I need you to say it. Fair dinkum. Okay, well, I forgot what I was supposed to say. Hooroo! Oh, hooroo. <laughs> Hoor- hoor- hooroo, okay. Hooroo, so, ho- mates. Hooroo, ho- 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 <laughs> mate. mates. Hooroo, mates. Hooroo, mates. I okay bye, bye. <laughs>